I hope you're ready to hear the word of God. Amen. Thank the Lord. This is, I love the singing. I've always loved music and never could do it, but I like listening to it. And, uh, but the music never really got me. It was always that preacher that got me. Amen. Always messed up my sleeping at night and all that. Amen. Turn my apple cart upside down. Amen. The word of God is sharp and it's quick. Amen. I'm thankful for the word. It's we're begotten by the word, is what the Bible says. Amen. We're born by the word. We're shaped by the word. Amen. I'm thankful for truth today. I'm thankful we've got a road map. I'm so thankful that we're not in the dark ages anymore. Amen. We've got a Bible in our own hand. Amen. We can study it and love it. Amen. Live it. Be confident. Amen. We're doing what God wants us to do. Amen. If you got your Bible, 2 Timothy, the first chapter. 2 Timothy 1. If you're looking for 2 Timothy, it's right past 1 Timothy. Praise God. A little comic relief before I start preaching. Praise <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 5 through 7. This is the Apostle Paul writing to a somewhat young man. It's debatable how old he is. Maybe in his teens, maybe in his 20s. Some people think he was in his 30s. I don't know. But even when you get my age, even somebody in their 30s is young. So we'll just say he's writing to this young man named Timothy. And he said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith. That means unhypocritical. That means just true blue. The real deal faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Amen. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of, everybody say power. Everybody say love. Everybody say a sound mind. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. What about Timothy? Amen. What about Timothy? Set your Bibles down. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. I want you to lift your voices to the Lord. Come on, prayer warriors. I need you to help me pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, we need God to help us in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. Why don't you join up with somebody next to you right now? Why don't you pray until you feel the Holy Ghost? 
Oh, yes, God, in your name, Jesus. Oh, you've blessed us, God. You've helped us. You've strengthened us, God. Come on, I feel Jesus in this house. Woo, I feel Jesus going to help somebody. I feel Jesus is going to strengthen somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, just praise him. The Bible said if you praise him, you'll feel him. Because he inhabits the praise. Woo! He'll be where he's being praised. He'll show up where he's being praised. Yea, Lord, now put your hands together. For the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I'm going to, I need you to help me today. Praise God. I need you to help me every service. I need God to help me. I need my amen corner to help me. I need all the people that love the word of God to help me today. Amen. If you don't love it, you can just be quiet and do whatever you want to do. But Amen. But I need God's help and I need your help today. Amen. I want to preach what about Timothy. Praise God. Amen. This text, it describes a... Uh, what I would call a generational faith. Amen. Gener- Everybody say generational. generational. Uh, I, w- I want to just in the beginning tell you that um, the, the life that you live will very much affect the next generation. Amen. Not only will it affect the next generation, but it will affect the next one after that. Amen. If you don't have any other reason to do right and live for God, just do it for the next generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only is there uh, generational faiths, I mean, the Bible describes one right here in front of us, but there's also generational blessings that, amen, people can experience simply because somebody dug out a well. Amen. Somebody came to prayer meeting. Somebody did right. and Somebody worked hard. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I believe there's generational anointings that can be put upon people. You see it all through the Bible where we say, go get your son and anoint him to do something. Amen. Praise God. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody in here said, I, I want to live an anointed life. I want everything I do to be anointed. Uh, So one of these days, God will put that same anointing on my children uh, and my grandchildren. Hallelujah. Amen. But just like good things are generational, bad things can be generational. Amen. I believe curses can be generational because the Bible describes some of them that happen. Well, hallelujah, praise God. Amen, I believe problems could be generational. Amen, if people get a concept today, if I don't teach you nothing else today, if you'll get a hold of this, that whatever I am, that's more than likely what my children will be. 
Amen. Let me go ahead and ask you the question. What kind of church will this be if your children end up just like you? Will it be a devil-stomping, Holy Ghost-anointed church? Well, somebody, somebody help me in the house. Or will it be a bitter, offended, depressed, upset, dead, lifeless church? Amen. I, I hope it's the first thing I said. I said, I hope it's the first thing that I said. Amen. I want revival in hot springs. Let me tell you how you get revival. You get revived. When you come out of your dead shell and you get revived. Uh, amen. Then the next generation can get revived. Uh, and they... Praise God. Well, we might not be able to do it today because there's chairs in the way but amen if you want to raise up an aisle running worshiping child you want to raise up children that scuff up the baseboards when they're worshiping God let me tell you how to do it you do it you become that person you become that worshiper well, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, just give me some more Jesus. Hallelujah, boy, I feel Jesus in this place. I said I feel Jesus in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. Man, what a person is raised around will become the norm for that person. The environment that a child is raised in will become the norm. And in becoming the norm, it will become their comfort zone. You're raised in a family where mom and dad fights all day long, scream at each other and don't respect one another. The child will raise up, that's the norm. You scream at each other. Let me tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, old things pass away. Well, they ought to. When you get the Holy Ghost, old things are supposed to pass away. Old norms are supposed to pass away. And behold, everything should become new. Amen. If you were raised in a home where it was normal to harbor grudges and to be bitter, that just becomes the norm. And when it becomes the norm, it becomes, in effect, the comfort zone. Boy, it's getting quiet. I thought y'all said y'all were going to help me. Amen. When being bitter becomes the comfort zone, you've got problems. 
Hey, I come to defend the word of God today. I'm an advocate for the word of God. Uh, If it tells me I'm not supposed to be bitter and that's not a fruit of the spirit, bless God, I'm not going to be bitter. If I'm not supposed to hate people because it's not a fruit of the spirit, bless God, I ain't going to hate people anymore. Man, that's why a wife that is abused, it'll blow your mind. They just go right back to the abuser. And you think, what on earth are they thinking? Let me tell you what they're thinking. That is the norm for them. And the norm has become their comfort zone. So while you're scratching your head trying to figure out what is wrong with her, the truth of the matter is that's the norm for her. I'm telling you, there's some old norms that need to be broken. I don't care what your culture is. I don't care what side of the tracks you grew up on. You ain't got no excuse to go against that word. When you come, you die on an altar. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Man, I'm about to preach about Timothy, but I got I, I to gotta do something first. That's why unclean spirits easily attach to certain people. It may get quiet for a minute. This is why certain unclean spirits is so easy for them to attach to certain people. Because even to that spirit, that's a familiar place. And to that host, it is a familiar feeling. Y'all may not like this. But when an unclean spirit feels familiar with what it's feeling on you, uh, you got some correction to do. Hey, if we're going to make it to heaven, uh, there's a whole lot of changing that's got to happen. My prayer today is that not one bad thing will pass from one generation to another in this church. There's people that's been raised in some of the most dysfunctional families uh, and they're sitting on this pew right now. Uh, Amen, but that doesn't give us any excuse for our children to become dysfunctional. Uh, Hey, it ought to end right there. Uh, it ought to end with us. We ought to, we ought to pray until it changes. Come on, why don't you lift your hands to the Lord right now and ask him, God, help us. Help us, Jesus. Strengthen us, God. Let us be like you. Hallelujah. Amen. My goal for this church is that every person in 
here would get full of the Holy Ghost. Not a little touch. Not one little doodad when somebody grabs you and shakes you. But I'm talking about enough Holy Ghost. Where the fruits of the Spirit start coming out of you. Let me tell you what the Bible said. Uh, it said out of your belly shall flow uh, rivers uh, of living water. And this he spake of the Spirit. Uh, if you're going to. If you're going to have it to flow, you better get it. Help us, God. Amen. Full of faith. Praise God. It's my goal is everybody in this building would be full of faith. Everybody in this building would become prayer warriors. Devil stompers. People with a made up mind. Not fence riders. Not two timers. Not cheaters. I'm talking about a bride that's committed to God. Not looking at the idols of the world. Not looking at the country music singers of the world. And the basketball players. But the bride that's pure and in love. To groom. Help us, Lord. Amen. When this happens. Church gets on fire and people get on fire for God. You're raising up your babies and your grandbabies. And and it becomes the norm for them. I was praying last night. It was dark in here. And uh, I was over there praying. And uh, the echoes come in and start praying. And their, their little girls were, it was dark and I was hollering. They were hollering. And the baby started hollering, started playing, just innocent as can be. And I told my wife, this is the only life Paisley and, and Addison will ever know. They, they grow up in prayer room. And they grow up hearing people intercede. This will be all they ever know. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You want to raise up a prayer warrior? Bring them to prayer meeting with you. Take them by the hand. Let them feel a little spillover of the Spirit of God. Man, this portion of Scripture that I read today is very interesting because You've got what is called an unfeigned faith. It means it's not hypocritical. Their faith, they're not, they're true blue. They're through and through. They're the same here as they are at work. 
They're the same here as they are at Walmart. They're the same here as they are when somebody pulls out in front of them. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And you have this pass-through. It starts with a grandmother. and It passes on down to her daughter, Eunice. We got a Unisa, and I always want to say Unisa is Eunice. Praise God. And then to the grandson, Timothy. Everybody say it passed down. Paul takes Timothy, and he begins to use him and, and travel with him. And between these two, Timothy becomes a preacher. He's a great helper in the kingdom of God, and he helps establish the faith in other churches. Think about the faith that started in his grandmother, Lois. And the faith gets transferred to his mama, Eunice. Gets transferred to Timothy. And now Timothy is traveling around, passing the faith that he got to people that don't know nothing about it. Are you, are you starting to understand the importance of you making sure your children get established in the doctrine and in the faith and in prayer and in worship. The kingdom of God is hoping and relying upon you. Man, I, but I want you to hear the backstory of this family. Acts the 16th chapter in the first verse Describes the apostle Paul. It says, Then came he to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there. Everybody say it was a disciple. And his name was Timotheus, Timothy. Amen. Think about it. He was a follower of Jesus before the preacher ever showed up. I honor people that get a hold of it when nobody else gets it. says he was the son of a certain woman which was a Jewess. She was a Jew. And believed, but his father was a Greek which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him. And he took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters. For they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep. He's traveling with the Apostle Paul preaching. Praise God. Hallelujah. That were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Praise God. Lois. His grandmother is a Jew. Her daughter Eunice is a Jew. But this daughter Eunice marries an unbeliever. She marries a, a Greek man. When you began to study, this marriage would have been shunned extremely in these days. 
because the Jews were not even allowed to be under the same roof with a Gentile. She ended up marrying what was known as the heathen. And he really was a heathen. It's not like he was a good guy because he actually rejected the the right of circumcision of his son on the eighth day, which was a Jewish mandate. So not only did she marry someone who didn't believe in the God of Israel, but she was married to someone who was actively fighting against her own religion. This type of marriage would be looked down even on in the church today because we have scripture that says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Amen. We still believe that in the church today. In the Old Testament, this would have been a sin. In the New Testament, this would have been a sin. So if you want to get down to to the facts of what happened in Eunice's life, let me tell you what happened. She got in the flesh. I said she got into a little rebellion one day. Amen. And got outside of what she was taught by her mother, Lois. Amen. She married an unbeliever. Amen. She had some skeletons. Well, I said she had some skeletons that were in her closet. She had some things in her life that were not like they should have been. Amen. Let me tell you about sin. It'll always take you further than you want to go. Could I get anybody to help me today? Amen. I don't even want our young people dating anybody in the world. We don't date just to date. When we're dating, we're looking for a spouse. Come on, mom and daddy, you ought to be helping me right now. I said, you ought to be, grandma and grandpa, you ought to be helping me right now. It's still the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So by marrying this unbeliever, this heathen Greek, she completely walked away from her faith. She made a horrible mistake. Amen. It caused regrets in her life. Sin always causes regrets. Sin. Oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, right now. Let me tell you, the picture that the devil's painting of the life out there is not the right picture. It's a false picture. It's a fake picture. If you want the real picture, open this book right here and read it. The wages of sin is still death. Amen. There's nothing out there. Better is one day in his courts than thousands anywhere you could imagine. 
So the fact that she fell, she backslid is not hidden. That's why I like the Bible and I, I love reading and understanding and studying the stories of the Bible because I feel like sometimes people just think I'm preaching parables and people think that I'm talking about uh, some imaginary people a long time ago. Let me tell you, these people were just like you. I said they were just like you. They got 23 chromosomes from their mom and 23 from their dad. They had things they had to work out in their life. And your niece made a horrible mistake. But history records that the unfeigned faith that was first in her mother was also found in her. And then it records that it was also passed down to her son, Timothy. Now think about this. No spiritual leader in her home. No disciplinarian to make sure Timothy obeyed the Jewish law. The Greek heathen didn't care if he did it or not. He probably assumed he wouldn't. No help to get this accomplished. But the Bible says that Timothy, the grandson, ended up with the same faith that his grandmother had. Come on, I'm going to preach to you for a little while. It might get tight, but it's going to be right, I promise you. At some point, Unice had to face reality I've made mistakes in my life. I've got skeletons in my closet. I'm embarrassed to even go back to the church. But what about Timothy? What about Timothy? Come on, I need somebody to lift their hands in the house right now. Help me, Jesus. Join up with somebody for one moment. Come on, let's pray together for a moment. Come on, church, I'm preaching to you. Come on, pray right now.
As embarrassed as this mother was, she probably began to reason in her mind, what do I want my boy to inherit? Do I want my son to inherit faith? Or do I want him to inherit the rebellion that I got mixed up in? Come on, church. It's a question that's got to be asked by every parent, by every grandparent. I'll just say this. By everybody that has somebody that looks up to them. You got to ask yourself, uh, what do I want them to inherit? Uh, Do I want them to inherit the faith uh, that my mother had uh, and that I was received? uh, Or do I want them to inherit my mistakes? Thank the Lord she makes the right decision. She gets back on track. She goes to church and takes her boy to church. Now her boy is in the church and he's a disciple. And he's fallen in love with truth. And here Eunice has still got this problem. Still dealing with the husband. That's an unbeliever. Let me, let me just tell you, because you repent and pray through, you still reap what you sow. Don't, don't, don't get upset. Well, I'm going to preach the Bible to you. The Bible is that you still reap what you sow. Listen to this burden of this pastor today. If you'll start sowing good seed... If you'll get rid of your depression about the harvest that's happening right now and say, I'm going to sow good seed. If you'll do it, the harvest will change. It's where people get discouraged because they're dealing with the harvest of what they sowed a long time ago. And they're blaming things on God. It ain't God. It's things that you sowed. Amen. You're reaping what you sow. Amen. Make up your mind. I'm going to sow some prayer every day of my life. I'm going to sow some word every day of my life. How do you get blessed? How do I become blessed, Pastor? I'll tell you how. Start sowing some good seed. You may have to deal with garbage for a little while, but eventually the garbage will go away. And you'll be sitting in a harvest field uh, and thinking, God, you have been so good to me. Uh, God, you have blessed 
don't, don't get jealous of other people. Listen to me. Don't, don't, don't get jealous of other people when God starts blessing their life. Don't, don't get jealous of people when they, they get a calling on their life. Don't, don't get jealous uh, when they start paying off their cars uh, and their houses. Uh, because you reap uh, what you sow uh, and the more... What you ought to be saying is, hey, bro, what are you doing? Hey, sis, what are you doing? Uh, Help me, God. Help us, God. She's dealing with an unbelieving husband. But she starts taking that boy to church. Praise the Lord. Or people say, I just can't do it by myself. Well, you're going to stand beside this woman in the judgment. She did it. Something locked up right there. I just can't raise them in church by myself. My husband won't do right. You can do it. My mama did it for a while. My wife did it for a while. You can do it. There's a great cloud of witnesses that's saying you can do it. His strength is perfect when my strength is gone. I just can't. Oh, yeah, you can. Just get under this pew every morning. If you get under this altar, get under that pew and start crying out to your maker. God, I got a job. I need you to help me. What about that? I can't do it because they, they go to their moms every weekend or over the weekend. Or they go to their dads every other weekend. And then he just undoes everything that I do. No, you can do it. I promise you, Timothy went home and heard garbage every day. I'm sure his daddy said, why don't you go fishing with me on Sunday? Don't you believe a mama's prayer or a daddy's prayer is more powerful than the pull of the devil? Don't you believe intercessory prayer is more powerful than any pull of the devil? Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I'm trying to build somebody's faith right now. Hey. I believe intercessory prayer is more powerful. Come on, Grandma. I'm about to preach to you. Grandpa, I'm about to preach to you. I believe intercessory prayer is more powerful than your own kids trying to lead your grandkids the wrong way. God could send an angel and wake them babies up. Keep on praying. Keep on sowing. Never give up. 
I feel something moving right now. I feel faith sitting on somebody right now. Ikataramaha. Itaramaha. Yay, Lord. Yay. Come on. There's some mamas that I preach to, grandmas I preach to, grandpas. There's some daddies. Brother Aaron, your prayer is more powerful than every devil in hell uh, that would try to confuse uh, and torment. Uh, let the hedge, uh, God put a hedge around them, uh, protect them. Uh, Come on, everybody, praise him right now. Come on, church, I believe in this prayer. I said I believe in this prayer. I believe in this prayer. <laughs> Pray, will they pray? If you don't worship, 